This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We're here for dynamic, to another, yeah, fun episode of the Practical yeah. Prayer Podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what have you? What, what have we got queued up for today? Um, we have queued up the the uh, conversation about healing, mm-hmm. but um, it's like not a how to. I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about is our attitude about it, which you know I kind of find a little bit funny sometime because it's like you believe, and it, you know what, it probably is relevant to a lot of things, mm-hmm. but you believe in a certain thing until it happens. And then you get all nervous and shook up. And it's mm-hmm. not that I don't understand that, but at some point, when you believe something, you got to say, look, let, let's see what this is, what this belief is going to do. Is it real? Or not, or are we afraid to find out whether it's real or not? Okay. It's like you find out in the fire. Well, yeah, and we're not going to invite fire for anybody. Um, first off, healing. A lot of people think that healing is uh, correcting something that's wrong. Um, and, you know, like when somebody has a, a cut or a broken bone, that the healing is the process of getting that back to normal and or fixing it. Mm-hmm. And healing is not fixing something that's broken or wrong. Healing is the revealing of the truth. And that's where we get back to principle. The truth is that we are perfect, whole, and complete right now and always. And when it's somebody who is presenting as perfect, whole, and complete with a broken arm, then we take whatever steps are appropriate to get the arm back into position and into alignment so that the bone can knit itself back together and the healing process can can take place. So, and healing is a process, but healing is not, you know, you start with a broken bone, you say, oh, it's a broken bone. No, it's a perfectly good bone that's currently broken. And healing is returning it back to its normal state. And healing in all senses is the same thing because at our heart, at the core, at the foundation, everything is God's divine love expressed in a different way. So it's all already perfect. It just sometimes doesn't seem exactly that way. Mm-hmm. It, and that's a lot to ask a person maybe in the moment to understand or believe. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why we you don't know. start when somebody is screaming and, you know, <laughs> they're dealing with arterial bleeding. <laughs> There's exactly, more things to but, do than have a little bit of a lecture about what healing is. But sometimes that's the best you can do because, you know, it's hard to get 
anybody's attention until they're in the deep end of the pool sometimes uh, mm-hmm. about a lot of things. And um, I think it's helpful to for for me or whoever is there talking to to be calm. And just, let me just say this. I just believe in healing. Mm-hmm. I have no um, formula, no proof necessarily that this is exactly how it's going to go. I just believe it's going to go. That's it. Because that's how we were created for things to, if they're out of whack, they're going to get back. You know, Mm -hmm. they will. I mean, now, of course, one day we're going to leave. And we're going to leave for some reason. I'm not talking about some catastrophic. And death is not the ultimate illness. Death is simply the end of this particular journey on Earth. Right. And so, yeah. So... It's it's like if you believed in let's let's go to church for a minute. If you believe that Jesus did all this healing, then he did it, right? Mm-hmm. He just not just stopped off with the guy at the pool of Bethesda or somebody that was blind or you know, why just the 10, 15 people back then? And <laughs> you know, if our if our belief system is based on an activity that Jesus did uh, in his Christ mind modality, however, then why just those few? He was the great example. Yeah. So it's those few because those are the ones that made the edit to get into the book. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He probably did a lot more, (laughs) but you know, those those are the ones that, that. you know, somebody thought the story was important enough. And he went and said it. You know, the, I think it was the story of the centurion who, you know, was you know, his servant had been ill forever. And, you know, I asked Jesus to to heal him. And Jesus said, you believe that he's he's healed, so he's healed. And, and that word that you talked about, believe, you know, mm-hmm. is just, it's everywhere all over. And um, I didn't see it as much as I do now in New Thought you know, is just everywhere. And it everything kind of rests on what you believe, which is, which is fine, mm-hmm. you know, because that's also in church, but it's not talked about that way. So I think you kind of miss out on some right. good, and you know. New thought is the practice of belief. Yeah. And it's very concrete. There's not a whole lot else that's involved. It's, as you believe, so goes your life. Mm-hmm. And that's really powerful because it's very simple. If we can change our belief, then we can change the experience of life that we're having. And if we don't like the experience of life that we're having, we get to dive in and look at what we believe. Because at some level, often quite unintentional or unrecognized, we believe that we are should be having the experience that we've been having. Mm-hmm. And that can be mm. something that we learned as a kid. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in an unhappy relationship and it turns out my parents were in an unhappy relationship and the problems that I'm having, the same ones that they were having. And I'm just repeating the story that I was told and reliving the, the drama that I learned. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with my value as a person. This is just, that's, that's what I, that's what I got growing up. So that's what I'm going to be repeating. And I get to continue to repeat that until I come up with a different story. And, and it has to do also with your, uh, your feeling of self-worth you know, I don't deserve better. And it's such a, an intersection 
that, mm-hmm. you know, you need to just stop there. There's an intersection near my my house. It's only five points. It's not, you know, it's not terribly complicated. But nobody likes it. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, you know, and, and I'm thinking when I get there, if I'm confused, I'll just sit there. You know, I'll sit there until, listen, this is going to make sense. I'm not moving until I figure this out. You can uh-huh. blow the horn all you want. I'm just going to, you know. So it's kind of the same thing, I think. If if something is happening to you and you can't budget, you can't move it, it's just, you know, it came out of nowhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's If it has to do with your belief, I think it's well worth our time to sit here and say, listen, what is it that I believe about this? Now, that doesn't mean that's where it starts, but that's a good place to start, mm-hmm. you know, and unravel it and not be scared um, as opposed to to just acquiescing to the fact that this is happening, this bad thing is happening, or I'm sick. You know, like, yeah. if it, just question it, challenge it. It doesn't yeah. mean you're going to win, but... So yeah, somebody so somebody wakes up with a sore throat, and I'm not going to use the second person because everybody who's listening has at one point in life woken up with a sore throat, myself included. And we can meet that with, oh my God, this is a 10-day cold coming on. In which case, it probably is. Or, oh my God, this 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 feels just like strep. I bet this is strep. Mm-hmm. Um, or my allergies kicking up. It's allergy season. This is going to go on for a you know a week or a month or a season. And the answer is yes. Yeah, that's that's tends to be what shows up in our life. And it's also possible to say, oh, that's a sore throat. I'm glad that it's in the process of resolving, and it'll be gone by eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and I have done that often enough that I know that it's not just possible, but it's it, it tends to be a tendency. Now, sometimes I'll go get myself some hot water and put some lemon and and honey in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and take care of myself. Or maybe I'll slow down a little bit and uh, you know, take the take it easy for the morning. But it's that initial reaction instead of, oh, my God, I'm going to be X, Y, or Z. And instead say, ah, here's an opportunity for this to get better. And sometimes I notice, oh, well, yeah, the the window was open last night and the overhead fan was on and it got much colder than we thought it was going to. So that sometimes does it to me Mm -hmm. for first thing in the morning. And by 11 o'clock, it'll be fine. I just thought about something when you were talking about that and you were saying, I'll get some hot water and I'll rest. Uh, sometimes I think the idea that people have about healing is that it's some magical thing that somebody's going to touch them or say something to them and it's going to work. And I don't see it that way. You know, I look at it as though we were created perfectly. And in that regard, perfectly created to heal what messes up. Like if something is out of whack, it can get itself back into whack, you know, because mm-hmm. all of that, all of those mechanisms have been also created. So I see it that way. However, um, it doesn't mean that it happens in an instant. You might have to slow down in order for it to happen. You might have to um, see a physician. You know, I don't see healing as separate and apart from the gifts that reside in the medical community. Sometimes they have to enter in st- to do things that allow the natural process to happen. 
So it's it's a very to me it's a broad belief, and you have to bring it all in, and accept it all, and see what you know, see what feels right for you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely makes sense, and so much of it has to do with our belief. And sometimes the the process in healing uh, defies common sense. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to an expert on um, viruses and immunology. And the, I think it was scarlet fever. Uh, the, there was, a, they came up with a, a vaccine for smallpox or scarlet fever, one of those, like in the 1700s. And what they determined was that if, if they could arrange for somebody to get sick with a very mild case of smallpox, that they wouldn't catch real smallpox. And you want to talk about a heavy lift, getting people to understand, yes, I should take this poison (laughs) voluntarily because in the long run, it's going to be good for me. But there's a bigger picture there because it's not just the person with the poison, it's the person and their immune system. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is we're using this same thing that could be very deadly and using it to train the immune system. So there's a bigger picture going on. And the Mm -hmm. same thing is happening when we have a belief. I think, oh, well, I have this belief it's just going to change the world. No, no, that's not the way it works. We are part of that one infinite intelligence, that one divine mind. We're a particularized piece of it. And when we have a new belief, it enters that belief into that infinite creative power that creates everything and opens up a channel for some newness to show up in our life. So it's not just us sitting here saying, I'm going to change this belief and it's going to mechanically change something here. No, it goes through the whole system. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm going to need you to say more about that because that sounds like it takes a whole long time and a person in a situation might see that as too much of a lift. Okay. Ernest Holmes said that the creative law always works. Mm-hmm. even when it works by appearing not to work. Mm-hmm. So if we believe that it's not going to work, then it will not work. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is since what we believe is that it's going to show up giving us an undesired result, that's what it gives us. It's not that the law isn't working. It's just we're, we're setting the intention or the desire or the belief for something else. Mm-hmm. It does not take any time at all. In the beginning, there was darkness and void and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Did it say anything there about a delay? Mm-hmm. Okay, no. well, this is the creation of the universe. So there's really no delay that's necessary. Intention put into that creative law, result, and it happens that quickly. Now, sometimes there's an unfolding and, a, and a, an experience. You know, when somebody has the sore throat, it might take till 11 o'clock in the morning. But that's not because the creative process takes long. That's just that's how long it takes for the result to show up. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we are all thinking with the same subconscious We all share one subconscious. That's Mm -hmm. where we're all connected. The fact that we're all sharing that doesn't mean that it's going to take longer for the subconscious to work on something than it will for something else. That's that's part of the nature of how it works. So then, why does it take longer then for one healing situation to happen as opposed to another? It could be that there is a belief that it takes a while for something to happen. Uh, it could be just the observation that this sort of thing tends to take that long. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I broke my ankle when I was a teenager and it's supposed to take about six weeks to heal and mine took about eight weeks to heal. Mm -hmm. And I had a um, uh, very edgy relationship with the orthopedist who was taking care of me. And he had an attitude about me and that gave me an attitude about him. And it wound up <laughs> two extra weeks under his care because, <laughs> and it was probably him having the idea, well, yeah, it might take longer. And me believing, oh, well, it might take longer. And then figuring that I was unworthy. So it, I couldn't get away with from him sooner. So it took an extra couple of weeks. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see that. I mean, anytime that something's going with me, I, I just look at, I give myself a, a length of time. It could take longer, but I'm saying this is it. Like I had mm -hmm. my knee, I had bilateral knee replacement. So I got two fake knees and um, they're the youngest thing on me. <laughs> and this is just crazy. So I was, they tell you everything and it's a scary notion when you research what they actually do to replace them. And then at one point I just said, wait, I don't care. It was April. I said in July, I'm going to be doing everything that I normally we would do. It's just that way. It's just going to, I just picked July. I figured that's a fair amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and in July, I was in the mall walking mm -hmm. around and um, it didn't occur to me that it should be any other way because everything was done that could humanly be done. And so the natural healing process that was created when time began or whatever, I, it wasn't specific to me, is going to be at work. Mm -hmm. So I'll do what I got to do and whatever it happened. And it's going to, if, if I didn't, if I felt a particular pain in, and now I wasn't pain free in July. I wasn't, I'm not going to. No, but you could do everything that you, you want to do. Everything I wanted to do and maybe not as long as I planned, but I did it, you know, and I said, okay, well, we're just going to, I'm not giving this any longer. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because your goal was to be back in the mall in July. And for me, that might've seemed like punishment. So I have to go back to the mall in July. So it might have taken me longer. So I could have had another month out of the mall. But yeah, to each, to each his or her own. Let's take a break and then do some more discussion about healing. But there's sushi. It's Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at BeTheLight.com. That's B-The-Light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at BeTheLight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class.
Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Talking you said about something about healing. sushi right before. Oh, yeah. There's sushi in the mall. There's sushi so, at the mall. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah. I was, Interesting. Yeah. You, li- I, you, li- you live right near the ocean and you go to the mall for fish. Well, that was then. <laughs> <laughs> that was in 2007. I didn't live down here then. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's sushi all over the place out here now. So I'm just, you know, this this is great. But yeah, I had a I had something to look forward to, and and that's pretty key too. You know, yeah. you put your mind or you set your intention, whatever it takes, and make the trip worth it. So. Yeah. Yep. And at the at the foundational level, there's one thing that's going on in all all sorts of different ways. There is one one power and presence, one source, one creator, one force. We call it God. We call it nature. We call it the Big Bang. It is one that basically has been evolving and sharing itself since the beginning of time. And if we begin with a religious or spiritual view, then that's the divine creative power. We call it God. And if we want to go with a scientific version of it, then it's the Big Bang. In the beginning, there was a singularity. And in either case, there was just one. There was one singularity. There was only God. There was nothing else. And so the logical understanding is that everything that exists is that one having evolved and branched off and taken its own particular specific form. Uh, and there are explanations about how stars and galaxies and planets and life came into being on the the branch, which is towards the Big Bang. And, you know, there's all the, the begats and the other stories, which is much shorter, <laughs> depending on which scripture you get on with it. <laughs> didn't take 14, 15 billion years, took 6,000. But in any case, that's longer than any of us can remember. And in any case... You know, and I'm just using the Judeo-Christian, uh, the Abrahamic creation story. They're, all the religions have their own about how things came into being. And in the beginning, there was the, the creator. And that creative force is all that there is. And that creative force is sharing itself. And we are some, albeit small, aspect of that. But we are nothing but that God presence taking our own form. So everything that's happening, everything that we're engaged in is that creative presence and that creative power unfolding. So whenever we create something, whether it's something that we want, whether it's something we call creative, oh yes, I'm, I'm an artist, I'm going to get the get out the pastels and you know make a masterpiece, um, you know, or we're uh, delivering DoorDash. You know, we have the ingenuity and the creativity to get ourselves into the DoorDash system and to figure out how to game it so that we get food to deliver at the time that we're ready to, to do that, we can bring that same creative power to creating the next experience in our life. And not only we can, we do. That's the one that we're using. Even when we're failing miserably and being unhappy, it's that creative power that is bringing us the experience of failure and unhappiness. And the good news is we can change the belief, change the information, the invitation that we're making and invite in a different experience. And that same creative power that brought us to, to misery and unhappiness can bring us to joy and happiness. I believe that 100%. Yeah, and that's what healing is. But I also know what gets in the way of that, you know. Um, And I'm not sure, I'm sure it's the same thing with healing, but I'm set that aside just a little bit. If you, if there's a notion that God knows 
everything that I need and want, then I can sit back because God is going to make it happen, which is inconsistent with what you just explained. You know, if we're a part of the creative process, then we have a part to play in it. Mm -hmm. You know, even as in the healing process, it has a lot to do with, and, and I don't mean to trivialize it and say that it has a lot to do with what we want, but what we want is really tells us where our energy is going to go. You know, and if, if this is what we want and we understand what makes the engine run, then that's what we do. But mm-hmm. it's just that little nuance in there, I think, that makes uh, the difference if you just, and, and that's because I'm, when I was hearing you, I'm thinking about some conversations that I've been having recently with some wonderful people. They just can't seem to make a move because it's like, God knows, and God knows I want the good, so I should just, it should just happen. It should be, and I'm thinking, that takes the objectivity out of the whole thing. That takes you out of the whole equation. Yeah. And and who's defining what good is? Yes. Yeah. And that's that's the big question. You know, most people, if you, um, you, you, you talk about death and dying, you know, that's that's bad. If, however the family is in the funeral home business, then death and dying are important. And if that stopped, they'd go hungry. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, if there was enough lead time, they could think of, they could find something different to do, but that's part of the process. So Mm. we say, oh, well, God knows that it's all good. And the next experience that I have is going to be something that's good for the funeral director. That's, you know, (laughs) that's not what I had in mind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know what? It, it makes us take into consideration things outside of just ourselves. Yeah. You know, and I, and I really appreciate that you brought that up in terms, and even the example that you used, because I've experienced with some people in the um, in the death experience where they're ready to get out of here. They're sick of this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't have to do always with pain. It could be just, listen, I'm tired of all this frustration. Yep. And let me get on to the next thing if there is a next thing. Mm-hmm. So I've you're seen right about of these sunrises, and I'm you know I'm done. I don't need another one. And they're they're nice, but you know <laughs> what I got to deal with to see another sunrise. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I really don't mean to. I want to make sure I don't trivialize this and take it lightly because uh, grief is real. But I think sometimes it's good to look, that's an example of taking into consideration what good means to everybody concerned. Yeah. And that is why we can't sit there and assume that God knows what we want. Yeah, because Because it's an infinite universe and anything is possible, which means that what God wants is anything. And that means that we have to be okay with anything. It's all God. Whatever happens is okay with God, and it's all good because that's that's how life unfolds. You know, some if, if there's not been an experience of somebody living downstream from a dam burst, then the people who get stuck in that, who are complete victims of a dam burst, are also bringing new experience into into the world, and the infinite gets to have that experience. Now, the, the the individuals who are involved in that, probably not very pleasant. And I'm not going to say that it's a good thing, but mm-hmm. it's a thing. And 
since all those things are possible, that means that they are all God-ordained because there's only God. Get back to question or topic number one. There's only God. So everything that's happening is God's love unfolding in a different way. We need to probably make that a subject. <laughs> yep. Because, it, yeah, it's, I'm writing it down. Yeah. I learned it, something not too long ago from, of all people, um, SpaceX. Yeah, which is, and, and they had the, the launch of their huge rocket ship. And it got like a couple minutes into the flight and it blew up. Mm-hmm. And all the employees and all the engineers cheered. And the people who were watching, it's like, what the hell's the matter with these people? Their spaceship just blew up. And it turns out that the way that they're approaching this is that they knew their spaceship was going to blow up. Because there are a lot of complicated moving parts, and they knew it wasn't all going to work perfectly because they've only launched this once or twice. So they knew it was going to blow up. But having launched, they could watch to see what was working because they have all the data that's coming back from the spaceship, and they could tell which part of it failed. Mm-hmm. So now they know what to work on next. And yeah. they were all cheering because it could have blown up on the launch pad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it made it a minute and a half into the flight before they had to blow it up by remote control. So what do you call good? Because, you know, back in the early days of NASA, spaceships blowing up, rocket ships blowing up, that was bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-oh, we're, we've, we're failing, you know, because mm-hmm. we wanted it to take off and it didn't. And now there's a different way of understanding it. So when we open ourselves up to that awareness, it's not necessarily, oh, good news or bad news. It's what does this news mean? Exactly. And it's, it takes, uh, you take a deep breath in a situation and... Um, demand to see the good the good mm-hmm. in this and you know we go back to church for a minute and in psalm david said i believe to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living and you know we can tweak that however we like the bottom line is you know the guy was saying listen i don't have to wait till i die to see the goodness of god i believe i'm going to see it while I'm still here, I take it a step further, you know, and you know I do. Um, listen, I believe to see the goodness of, of the Lord God. Come on now. I need to see the goodness right now because this thing is pressure. <laughs> I don't need the aggravation. I don't need the stress. What is good about this situation? Show it to me. Let me mm-hmm. see it. And seeing helps tremendously. Yeah. And we have we have talked uh, on occasion uh, before uh, about my favorite quote from Emma Curtis Hopkins, the great metaphysical teacher, who said, this too is good, this too is mm-hmm. God, this too is for me now, and I demand to see the blessing in it. Well, that's where I got it from. Yeah, and you put your hand, but you, you, you said, no. David said the same thing. I believe to see the goodness of the Lord uh, in the land of the living. Well, I could say it like the girls. Okay, but you can, you can, you can take it from Scripture, you can take it from Emma. <laughs> yeah, either it's one. It's the same thing. Okay, yes. so you, we're, we're agreeing, there's only one. There's always one. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I got here, you know, and this comes up so often. The intro says that um, I've I've got some questions, you know, Mm -hmm. where I say that in the intro. And sometimes you'll say, oh, you've come a long way. And I'm thinking, I still got a lot of questions. Well, you're just a questioning sort of person, so... Yeah, and but see, I'm cool with the questions, right? Um, if you don't have the answer right now, that's okay. Just remember that I ask. I'm gonna bring it back around. You know, we're gonna get there. We'll, yeah. we'll get there. And um, life is not over yet. And um, yeah, 
Yeah. Questions there, are there's cool. There's some people who would, who would end the statement, practice makes, with the word perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think practice makes practice. So, you know, ask questions and get some answers, and then there's more questions. And it's not like we're trying to get to the end of the questions. We're just trying to fine-tune them so that our understanding gets elevated and lifted and raises up higher and higher and higher. Exactly. You know, I don't like all the answers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to put that out there. I don't like all the answers, yeah. but they often make sense. And I'm just particularly talking about ones I may not agree with or may not like what they, what they uh, represent, but to know it, I'm so grateful to know it. And mm -hmm. I don't have to really like it, just understand it and see a truth in it. And okay, so maybe I'll come around or maybe I'll say, you yeah, know, that kind of, we'll have Still this. Still don't like that one. I don't like it, but it's okay. Liking and believing and understanding are different. Yeah. And as soon as we're talking about healing, when we have something that's going on that we're aware of that we don't like, the healing might not be changing that thing. The healing might be us coming to peace with it and understanding it from a bigger perspective of, oh, okay, this is how it fits together. And I still don't like it, but at least I'm letting go of my charge about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about a situation where I said, oh, this, this is much, this is much. But I thought also, what is it reflecting that I need to see or correct about me? What is it that I, what am I learning from this? And um, I really love this one. I don't know anything. So what do I need to know? Because mm -hmm. like, really, this, all this is way much. So I'm just going <laughs> to, <laughs> okay. So what can I know? You know, little insignificant me, and I don't mean that like, you know, with poor self-esteem, but in the scheme of the whole universe, I'm like not quite visible. Well, so, eight billion people on planet Earth, and there's that, that current count trillions of planets and trillions of galaxies. So yeah, I, you, you, claiming you that you're it. not that significant, I, you know, I'm not going to have an argument about that. Okay, good. So, you know, some people have argument, well, text me and tell me about my self-esteem. It, it <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> solve a different about problem. That. You know, I just, I just am privileged. And I, I got to say, almost every day I feel privileged to understand something. Hmm. Just, wow, I get to know this. And I think, too, it's because I've lost so many friends along the way. And the pandemic just really ripped through my phone book. Hmm. And I'm here and I feel so privileged to be here and to get to know certain things and get to understand and get to say, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, even that it's, it's so it's about it's a demand to see the blessing in it. Demand to see the blessing. Cause at this point, what you going to do? If I demand something and God gets mad and wipes me out in certain people's understanding, look, I've been here a while. Look at how wonderful it is. But I don't, you know, I don't see it like that. I mean, the more I demand to know, I fully think the more I'm going to see. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can quick pass it on. You know, it's just a, it's a joy. Yeah. And maybe that's not God wiping you out because of your bad attitude. Maybe that's getting called into the home office. We have yeah. to discuss this. <laughs> you know what I used to We have a talk. <laughs> I, have, I have said in some service, you know, God, this is not what we discussed. 
Okay, so we're going to have to talk about this. So it's to me, it's just a, you got to take away the judgment and just open up yourself to an understanding of God and how God does things and they're big. And so if healing happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. So I help tell, I'm curious to see how it goes. Yeah. I know it happens. It and happens. it's, it's and just. We're going to take a break and then we're going to do one of my favorites, which is a practical prayer for healing. Yeah. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We have been talking today about healing, mm. and that healing is not fixing broken stuff, but healing is the revealing of the truth. So the prayer today is a prayer for healing, and again, not fixing broken stuff. Healing is the invitation, the allowing, the opening that is going to let that infinite creative power that creates everything create a new experience where there has been something that has been not completely to our liking, satisfaction, or comfort up until now. So healing is not repairing that broken thing. It is not putting a a Band-Aid on something or a splint uh, or taping it back together. Healing is realizing that the perfection, the inherent perfection of the divine is present right now, even in this thing that has not been pleasant for us so far. And healing happens in lots and lots of different ways. Healing happens in relationships. Healing happens in our physical bodies. Healing happens in our our prosperity. Somebody who's dealing with uh, poverty or scarcity in their life, the healing is returning to a place where the expenses and the income are back in balance. And it's not that we have to have a specific amount of money coming in. There are places in the world where we can live on very little in the way of income. But if we're living in a big, expensive city, then the metrics are different. So healing is being in that place of alignment and balance and flow. So as we become aware of whatever it is that we've been experiencing in our own lives, in whatever area that we would describe as a challenge or a difficulty or a pain or a discomfort or something that's unwell, We can turn our attention away from that and towards that one infinite creative power, that one divine source that creates everything. We call it God, nature, spirit. We've called it the Big Bang. It is whatever existed at the very beginning 
when there was only the one that began sharing itself, unfolding itself, revealing itself, and letting there be all that is. That one divine power and presence has been sharing itself as its creation since the very beginning of time. Everything that exists everywhere is the evolution and unfolding and next logical expression of that one in particular form. That everything includes everyone, everywhere, every moment, every activity. It includes each one who is listening to this prayer. We are all individualizations of that divine power and presence. All of the good that is available anywhere is available everywhere, and it's available right here and right now for each of us. So we now call upon that divine creative power, that presence, that divine love and light within, and invite it to create this next new experience for us in harmony and balance and health and prosperity, in love and connection, in creativity and joy of deep awareness of the truth of the love that we are. We let everything that's not like that fall away and allow that truth that God's love is right here, right now, as and for and through and in each of us to be the truth that is revealing through all of our activities and all of our experiences. And so I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the way that the light is shining, the love is flowing, the healings are being experienced. Healing is not fixing something broken, it's the revealing of the truth that was always there. That divine light and love is shining forth through every area of our lives, including these ones that had up until now been challenging. And the good unfolds. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the way that it's showing up. I'm grateful for the experiences of each one. I'm grateful that we get to tell these stories of transformation. And so with gratitude for all of this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law. And know it is now creating this. So I let it be. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.